to Judge Martina Peterson to tell us how we can serve as a deterrent to keep you from getting in trouble. And she has experiences in some of her duties as commissioner and as judge. And also, in remembrance and dialogue, there was three funerals today. Attorney Taylor Fields, um, Mrs. Matilda Hartsfield and L. Hamilton Bay. All the funerals were held today. Now, let's get into, do we have uh, Mrs. Linda Brown with us? You do, I'm here. Oh, loud and clear, huh? Okay, um, one thing about it, I used to be the president of the Blue Hills Homeowners Association, which is now defunct because most of the people they wanted to count the money, but they didn't want to do any work. So the Blue Hills Neighborhood Association is under tremendous leadership by Ms. Linda Brown, and the Neighborhood Association are really what carries our city, as well as they said, the youth our future. Ms. Brown has put herself in position to be an expert, and plus I guess, and that's Cheyenne, and that's Judge, and the other young lady, is she on the line with us? I haven't brought her in. You want me to bring her in? Yes, yes, if you do that. Okay. While you're bringing her in, uh, Cheyenne, uh, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. How are you today? Oh, what they say, what you don't know about. Yes, you do. You, you, you live in the countryside of Kansas. Prior to me. <laughs> <laughs> and Judge, are you with us? I am, I am with you and happy to be here. I'm excited to hear some of the things that are going on in the Blue Hills area. Okay, that's good. You, you look like you've been rehearsing. That's real good. Well, anyway, as soon as uh, Linda, uh, have you got the other person with us yet? I guess she's trying. But in the meantime, we're talking about, and also St. Louis has a program that like Kansas City, Missouri have, where they have, like, they pay the students stipend to get out and work in the community, and that could be for anything, cleaning up the community, what have you. My understanding, Cheyenne, they don't have that in Kansas as far as you know, right? Yeah, I'm not too uh, sure that we have that in Kansas City, Kansas side, but I know that there's a bunch, uh, there's some in KCMO, of course, and as you just said, in St. Louis. Yes, and our, you know, he, he today, we normally say we got one different in Kansas City, Missouri. He normally try to name up two or three in St. Louis, okay, but we'll bear with him. Uh, Linda, are you back with us? I am, I am. Do you have the other young lady with you? I, he, he, are you here? I'm here. Oh, yeah, well, how are you doing? Okay, we're going to have a great show, and uh, we're recording this. And in the meantime, Mr. R. Folks, who is the uh, president of the Missouri Black Chamber, also kind of tell our people listening how they might be able to get this show and how many people we reach weekly. Well, uh, I have four events, of course, you just had. First of all, you know, we can be found, well, you know, get our program, just dial in. Go to your email, you type in Ferguson USA Hot Talk Radio.com, and then you go to uh, and you, you, you get this day's program to our podcast library. You can be seen and heard on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. Okay, he also told me that he will congratulate me because guess who's coming to Kansas City via Ferguson? We're celebrating our 12 month. Uh, first annual on the show today on this station. So congratulations to us, all right? Now, Ms. Uh, Ms. Brown, you and your counterpart, tell us what your group is all about, how you go about selecting the youth, and why is it important or essential that a neighborhood association function? Well, I heard you say it. Uh, we really can't function as well as we could and not better without a neighborhood association. 
because one of the things is neighborhood associations bring neighbors together, which is something uh, that we've kind of lost. So the stronger our neighborhood association is, the stronger the neighborhood is. And what we do in Bullion is make sure that we're touching as many as we possibly can through the neighborhood. And that is becoming members. And a lot of times, those that are not members of our association, they still reap the benefit of it. But it sure would make it a greater thing to have larger numbers. One of the things we do, we make sure all information is filtered through the neighborhood, meaning any city programs, any state programs, uh, as much as home repairs, programs that are vital to keep it going. And then, almost five years ago, we came together with a program that we named Blue Hills Beautiful. So every year, during the summer months from June to August, we do a cleanup every Saturday, not just sometimes, but every Saturday from June to August. What that has done is help us the street clean, beautified by adding roses, uh, plants, all types of things. But we don't do this just as association. We get others involved and mean surrounding businesses that buy into what we're doing. So when you're doing things and they see you're doing things, it's easy to have others to commit and be a part of what you're doing. And the first thing you got to do is love your neighborhood and your community in which you live. And I think that helps and at the top of the list. This year, we added our youth to be a big part of our cleanup as well as helping our seniors in the neighborhood by being a presence among them. And it made all the difference in the world, seeing young people in a positive role, instead of always seeing something negative about them. And Keithy has worked beside me, and she's going to speak and tell you a little bit about what we do also. And in Blue Hills, I'm the president, but she is what we call the project manager. Keithy? Well, before that, uh, TC, oh, I told you I was MC, you told me you was TC, that's okay, you'll see. Uh, tell us, give us a little background on you, a little introduction type of situation. Well, yes, uh, again, my name is TC Milligan. I am a native to Kansas City, Missouri. I uh, grew up uh, near the area, uh, raised on 51st and Truce, and... Uh, recently graduated from UOKC with the Urban Studies Program with an emphasis in community development and housing. Um, I'm also a professional of over 20 years with experience in uh, health and life insurance as well as real estate. Um, and I met Ms. Linda, believe it or not, as an adult intern um, a couple of years ago in my senior year with UMKC and started out with her um, learning about the Real Estate and Housing Committee and that led into the summer where they began their Blue Hills Beautiful event of eight years of eight weeks of neighborhood cleanups. And what my goal at that time was to bring my assets to the neighborhood to make it a, uh, better for the residents there. And so during the cleanups, uh, came across uh, four vacant lots that were adjacent to each other that was overgrown, um, had been victimized uh, by illegal dumping uh, constantly, and uh, did some research on the area, presented it to the board, and with a recommendation of uh, purchasing the four lots and converting them repurposing and revitalizing that space into public use for the residents as a pocket park, which is basically 
a painting, uh, a desolate property, and uh, revitalizing that into a public space that is beautified and that could be uh, utilized by the residents, whether it's a safe area, fun, uh, has a health aspect to it. And so that's exactly uh, what we did and got some community engagement with other local organizations, got residents involved, and uh, Ms. Linda and the board members at Blue Hills Neighborhood Association were very gracious in allowing the uh, media autonomy to pull it all together. And it basically really could not have been done without a community effort with Ms. Linda at, at the head. Well, let me say this. Uh, uh, the Blue Hills Neighborhood Association is located at 5309 Woodland Avenue. Now, prior to this, I know you say Ms. Linda, and I'll say Ms. Linda, prior to that, right west of that, used to be the Little Sisters of the Poor. And they developed that in some homes, and Linda can probably tell you the uh, what they're, I've been appraised, but it's up in the 100,000. But that was a vacant land for years. But it was called, do you remember that, Linda, one with the Little Sisters of the Poor? That was where I had my first joy job. Oh, is that right? Okay. <laughs> Working at Little Sisters of the Poor. It was, it was. It was a nursing home for the elder. Sure was. I do remember it. And that's why like, uh, just like the Bloodstone, you and I go a long way back. <laughs> <laughs> but we also brought in special uh, uh, Judge Martina Peterson to be something like a deterrent with her experience of dealing with our youth. They say uh, the youth are our future. That's what everybody says, you know. But also a deterrent to any criminal activities that they might get involved in if you don't provide activities for them to do it. Normally they do it in the summertime, and in the fall they normally leave it back to the teachers, they say. But we we brought uh, Miss, uh, she's one of our regular uh, co-hosts on Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City. So we can start interacting at any time. If you have questions, you want, if we don't know, we also have Mr. Scott Owen, that the people can uh, reach us. I guess, Scott, you can tell, do they text? Um, uh, Mr. MC? The, uh, uh, you, what, uh, YouTube or the Facebook? How do they get on there if they want you to say, repeat the questions that they might want to ask? Well, if you uh, have any questions, you can always go to the uh, Facebook Ferguson USA Hot Talk radio page. And I'm monitoring that for any comments for uh, for the show. So, but you can also get it on FergusonUSAHotTalkRadio.com. Uh, you can get it on um, you can get on the YouTube page, the Twitch page, and we are just starting to uh, get on anywhere you can uh, uh, get a podcast. For example, Spotify or Google Podcasts. So those are the places you can listen. But I monitor the Facebook page uh, for Ferguson USA Hot Dog Radio. You know, I had uh, a couple, uh, about a week ago, a young lady came up and she gave me a little note and it was to her daddy's business that he was trimming trees. And I'm, of course, I'm in that educational band. I said, what do you do? What school do you go to? And what's your GPA? She said a 4.0. And today, when Blue Hills dropped off some worthwhile groceries to me, I asked this young lady, I said, uh, where do you go to school? And she said, De La Salle. That used to be off of sale years ago, but now it's all for truth. And she said she was poor for those. She either wanted to be an entrepreneur or she wanted to go in nursing. Now, let's open it up to our guests, the people. Let's communicate because we want the people to know what to do, how to do it, and when to do it. Well, I'm very uh, pleased to hear about this program. As you mentioned earlier, um, I was at the family court, and a lot of the issues that some of our kids had were twofold. First of all, they had too much time on their hands, and they were always getting into some type of trouble. Um, and then some of them just needed to have money or something 
you know, they had no means of getting money. They had no means of making money to get things that they wanted or sometimes even to just eat. And so I'm very happy that the Blue Hills took the initiative to start a program to work with youth because they are our future, and if we develop them correctly, um, they're going to be something that is going to assist us in developing even further as a people. So I'm, I'm very excited to hear. I do have some questions about the program, though, um, as far as how old the kids are that you're working with and what's the minimum age or the maximum age that you will allow kids in a program that you have that who they need to contact to get into it, any criteria, and then the type of job that you have them doing in addition to helping you clean up in the area. That sounds like a great program. Yes, ma'am. Well, first of all, uh, a special thing. First of all, you trying to, I know, I know who you are, but identify yourself for our listeners, okay? Okay. I'm Linda Brown, president of Blue Hill. Park and Rex are the ones that give us the stipend for these young people. And the young people are ages 13 to 17 years old. What Park and Rec do is I have a contract with uh, different neighborhoods that are willing to put in the time and the effort to work with the youth. One of the things I want to make clear, they're not working with us and just doing cleanup. They're, uh, let me give you an example of their day. They come in in the morning, we serve them breakfast at 8 a.m. After breakfast, we have a conversation. But first and foremost, we pray together. And I pray, they pray. We take turns doing it. Then, one of the things we always do is have conversations of, uh, a certain degree of what they want to do, how they're going to do it, and then at the same time, the volunteers that work with us, most of us are uh, retired educators. So we're putting uh, different skills at the end with them. We have one that works with them with the housing and real estate going through the neighborhood, understanding what a blighted house is, how it can hurt your community, if we don't do something and have something to do, we go to the park and check the park on a daily basis to make sure our parks are staying clean. And in Ralston, we're picking up trash as we see it. And then we have other professionals come in to speak to the uh, youth about different degrees of what they're. One of the things we want to make sure, they like you just a lot of them don't realize a lot of our leaders come from the same neighborhood that they're growing up in. And it goes and letting them know, you can be what I am. You can be a city council. You can be a mayor. All the things that need to make sure. And then we back away and let them go into what they have. I have a youth here with me that was uh, part of the program. Uh, summer as well, Marcus Collier, and we uh, give the children an opportunity to lead, and we follow, and we are more or less on the side watching them and to be, uh, well, I, I, we're mentors, but at the same time, they're mentoring us as well, making us understand a lot of things, because a lot of us don't know about computers. Uh, how to get in and take this and take that and move it. They work in that area helping us. They take pictures during uh, uh, the week of different houses, different areas, and uh, then they're the ones that put it into the computer and then put them on our newsletter, uh, on our web page. So they're helping in many, many, many areas. Uh, Ms. Milligan, could you tell us, I hope I got this right, uh, what are the boundaries of Blue Hills? So boundary, uh, the boundaries of Blue Hills, uh, we're one of the largest uh, neighborhoods in the Kansas City metropolitan area, um, are from 47th to uh, 63rd Street, from to sale to prospect. 
and um, Citadel is considered a part of the Blue Hills Neighborhood Association. Also, some might get it confused because they are, are an HOA, but they are still part of the neighborhood um, boundary, within the boundaries of the neighborhood. And politically speaking, who are the elected officials in this area? I know at large covered the city, but who represent, what district is this? So within Blue Hills, um, it's also unique in that it covers two districts. So the third district would go up and above 51st Street, and that begins 55th District on southward to 63rd. So we have representation not only from Lee Barnes and Brandon Ellington on the um, at the at large level, but uh, we also have uh, councilman or councilwoman Raina Park Shaw for the fifth district, and Melissa Robinson representing uh, the northern side of Blue Hills as our councilwoman in that area. What about your congressman? Who is that? So, Cleaver. <laughs> boy, it took a long time, boy. I guess all you rest of voters, aren't you? I was, just, I was taken aback. Uh, Barbara Washington is our senator. Okay. Uh, Michael Johnson represents uh, the 23rd district as our state representative, and Yolanda Young represents uh, as our state representative uh, for the 22nd. Didn't think I knew that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, and uh, a lot of people might not be cognizant of that, uh, nor do they know how to reach the uh, elected official. And oh, guess who's coming to Kansas City? We have a special show where we deal with the politics. That way it kind of frees our other co-hosts who are experts in other areas, but we try to cover everything. And not only that, they used to tell me that if you can get 25 registered voters, you can get the elected official because the first thing they want to know are you a registered voter, and they will come out and meet, see, see we not right. Let me get this right. Meet and greet and talk to you and get different ideas. And most of them have their own uh, newsletters. And this way, you have to work. You have to always or uh, should interact with our elected officials. Oh, this is Cheyenne, and I have a question for both of you, uh, you ladies uh, working with the Blue Hill. How how can you volunteer? Are, are you are you able to volunteer for this organization? Maybe no, no way in the world we would turn away a volunteer. Mm -hmm. uh, we are like you said, we're located at fifty three oh nine. Woodland that year, and we are there every day, five days a week, from 10 until 2 o'clock, which is all ran by volunteers. Oh, okay. Yeah. We uh, we have no paid staff at Blue Hills. Everything is done by volunteers. And uh, our phone number is 816-333-7232. And we take volunteers of all ages because everybody's got some skill set. Uh, just like uh, Mr. Richardson was saying earlier, the young people and other volunteers, we, every week, we're serving uh, the community and passing out food on a regular basis. We have not missed it doing that and because a lot of them can't get out of the house and don't have transportation to get to stores, so we help. And that's all done by volunteers. And one of the great helps that we have is uh, Church uh, Mount Sinai. They have made sure that every week they're helping us in the neighborhood getting food out too the different churches in the community. So it's just not just seniors, but sometimes, you know, we have mothers that have 
uh, several years, and they don't have transportation either. But yes, we welcome volunteers. Trust me, we welcome them. Um, I have another question as well. So how long has there been a neighborhood association in Blue Hills? We're in our 20, say, 27, 27 or 28 year. We've uh, close to 30 years. Wow. So you mentioned that you, uh, in the summer, you have a program where you help pick up the trash, right? Mm-hmm. So what, uh, do you have any other different type of programs that you have done or, or are doing currently? Yes, you want to uh, talk about what we're getting ready to do into the fall? Yes, and we're so glad that you asked. Again, my name is Kesey Milligan, Project Coordinator uh, with Blue Hills Neighborhood Association. Um, we are now, first of all, COVID has really um, showed out. And so from a neighborhood perspective, asset-based community development was highly crucial in making sure that we kept our residents informed, we kept them abreast on uh, what was going on with uh, the CDC recommendations, uh, policy changes with the city and state on the state level, as well as getting out information about the vaccines and making sure that the information that they received from us was accurate and timely. Um, And thanks to UMKC and other organizations, we will be hosting a vaccination drive uh, this upcoming uh, September 11th. And we're we're really proud of that. It's gonna be a great event for families to come out and not only to, um, to get to know one another, but to educate one another. Because if I may get the vaccine, uh, just because I got the vaccine, maybe now my friend or my relative or my neighbor may, may, may get the vaccine as well, because we wanna make sure that everyone is as safe as possible because there, there are a group of individuals that cannot get the vaccine, and that would be kids under the age of 12. And so we want to make sure that we bring people together, give them an opportunity to ask questions and get information so that they feel at ease in moving forward in making a more informed decision as to whether or not they are going to protect themselves and their families by getting vaccinated. Secondly, through an ongoing relationship with combat, we have now been awarded to continue our work with the youth in the Blue Hills neighborhood uh, uh, area. Not only with the youth, but we now have the ability to hire leaders that will work with the youth. So that gives us an opportunity to make sure we are lifting young folks out of generational poverty, giving them an opportunity to become self-sufficient and give them an income even as early as 13 years of age and then provide them the financial literacy that is to go along with that, excuse me, so that they are aware how to spend their money wisely and understand the value of a dollar. Not only that, we are also partnering with other um, local agencies with LISC. We now can move forward on providing programming around our Blue Hills Kissick Park, which will provide health education. We have a walking trail. We have a play area for children because our neighborhood is a mix of seniors and middle-aged adults that have children. And what we found through the data is that our seniors tend to be the ones watching their grandchildren or rearing them by themselves. And so with having this park, 
we are able to provide them a safe, healthy place for them to enjoy themselves outside, get some physical activity, and for them, the seniors and the youth to engage with each other within their neighborhood without needing transportation to do so or money to go outside of the neighborhood to a, a park or um, <clears throat> and travel outward. So we're really proud of that and we're going to bring in some volunteers, you know, possibly some yoga. We're going to make sure that we're doing a lot of programming to bring the neighborhood residents together and provide more connectivity and, and promote health and wellness through walking and just getting outside and enjoying themselves. Wow, that was wonderful. Was Thank that too much? <laughs> no, no, no. I was really enjoying. You guys have done so much great work and positivity for this neighborhood. I just want to thank you all. <laughs> Wait, do you uh, have meetings? We for like, do. okay. When are those meetings? Okay. Uh, our meetings used to be, we used to have them twice a month. But COVID uh, kind of made us narrow it down. We used to meet every third Tuesday, and that was our 10 meeting. And then we met on the following Saturday with the general meeting that we did. But we went on and put the two together. So every third Tuesday at 6 o'clock, we have our meeting. Right now, with the weather permitting, we have, we've been having our meetings outside. Uh, we have like a large enough yard where we can really spread the chairs out and uh, check everybody in uh, and take temperatures and masks and uh, enjoy ourselves. And we even have like box lunches or dinner that they can eat while they're here or take with them as they leave. And what those meetings uh, our informational meetings. Uh, what it does is we have uh, our can officer, which is our community uh, police officer that works strictly with Blue Hills uh, area. And he comes and gives our uh, crime reports of what's going on in Blue Hills. And that also gives residents an opportunity to question uh, something that's going on in their block that they're not comfortable with and have somebody that they feel comfortable talking to. And then we also, one, we're one of the few neighborhoods that actually has a code inspector that is housed in our building every 309. So uh, he gives a report as well on, uh, you know, overgrown grass or what have you. And he does a very good job. And what we have done is built strong, what helps Blue Hills? Strong relationships. We have a strong relationship with all of them. If you listen at the name of our pocket park, it's the Blue Hills Kissing Park, Kissing Construction Company. Jim um, Kissing, uh, the founder, who passed away a couple of years ago, always when we needed him he came into the blue hills and i'm sure other parts of the city and helped us in ways that we didn't have the money to do and he never said no so we reached out to his son who have uh just picked up right where their dad left off and they helped us make this park happen as well so uh we have a relationship with the different hardware stores in uh, the area that make sure we have the right tools to make sure we're using this for cleaning, gloves, you name it. The service stations, uh, gas stations in the neighborhood on 55th and Prospect, they donate while we're cleaning ice and water and soap. Uh, same for our hands. You go on six the thriftway, they give us cases of water so we won't get so if you're doing things and people know you're doing things to make it better, 
they're always willing to help. And so we, like you asked about volunteers, yes, yes, yes. Volunteers are always needed because you don't want to wear out the volunteers that are, you know. So the more we can spread it out. Uh, Judge Peterson, um, except for a parent and family court or criminal court, has there been any request that the judges are uh, come out to the various, uh, I guess, districts or different organizations to interact with them? Um, that would probably be something on an individual basis that the organizations would contact the judges. Um, we have gone down to the Urban Summit at a request of uh, Bishop Kendall to talk about some of the issues with municipal court and some of the impact of some of the laws that we're having on people. Um, I gave a presentation uh, at the Urban Summit at the request of Bishop Kendall on some of the changes in the criminal law. I've not been asked to come to any other uh, community organization such as a community group, but we be more than happy to come down and talk to anybody. Uh, we did have the community forums that the municipal court put out there um, inviting people to come in and give us their concept or their their ideas of, of some improvements that they would be able to see in the want in the municipal court. Uh, we actually got a national grant to do that. We put out an opinion survey. We had focus groups. We gave people um, gift cards when they came to get them down there to give us some feedback. So we're very open uh, to to anybody that wants to give us some feedback or have invite us to come talk to their group um, and but we because of COVID a lot of people haven't really uh, extended an offer for us to come just yet so good and that's that's uh, Linda Brown Blue Hill president that is so good because one of the things we really want to do too is make sure our youth get an opportunity you know as COVID uh, like you said has stopped we wanted them to be able to come in a courtroom uh, uh, to see a judge. You know, uh, we want them to be able to go into the chamber at city council. Uh, the different things that can expose them and see what is what and how things look, not just from television, but firsthand. Well, we have a we have a communications officer, Benita Jones, and if you contact Benita, she has set up a number of um, groups to come in. Actually, have the judges now. We've come talk to the, the groups that have come in. We've had groups of kids on more than one occasion. So some mm-hmm. schools sometimes will bring them in, um, but okay. we've been we had um, take your child to work day, and we've had some other groups come in. I think um, aim for peace, uh, or at least somebody with aim for peace brought some kids in. And we have judges come talk to them on a regular basis. They get a tour of the, the uh, courthouse. Uh, they take them over also to City Hall. So once maybe the pandemic dies down a little bit, um, I'm sure uh, Benita would be happy to set up something with your kids so they can come and talk to the judges, see the courtroom, um, and right. get a tour of the courthouse and, and all of that. Right, right. Okay. Thank you. I know that we don't have any... Uh Quiet, and I know St. Louis want to jump the opportunity to say something since they're the second largest city in, in Missouri. When I was in Seattle, I was looking at the program, and I was at Hillary, and we talked about this. That recently, uh, years ago, we had a twofold program. We had one with a program we had with Brightside, which is a program that's year round with the weekend lights and seats and stuff where they come into all neighborhoods and spread out to the city and they worked you know, the whole summer. And then we had one with our council on the starting dreams that people, uh, young people wanted to get into our financial businesses, you know, you know into the business world. Uh, they would, you know, first they had little blazers and jackets on and they worked in the comptroller's office uh, during the summertime. Uh, and, and that's something she was very proud of. And that's, that's, you know, at least, at least about 15 years or more she's been doing that. Questions, comments. I would, um, I would like to ask if um, the program that you're working on. I know that it's a program you're getting kids involved with, but do you have an opportunity to collaborate with other community organizations 
Um, I know that um, when we were working, when I was working at the family court, um, sometimes there were fam there were groups that would come in that would provide support to some of the kids um, that were struggling. And I know sometimes with families, it's just difficult to find some of the resources or navigate what's out there. So as with some organizations, either through combat or through some other uh, people that you know that have been collaborating or working with you or that you'd like to work with, uh, I run the, the Kansas City Youth Court, and a lot of times, um, we, you know, we're going to start looking at probably collaborating with some community organizations and some homes associations uh, to work on trying to prevent the kids from coming into the criminal system when they're having some issues. Uh, we're going to try and develop a program to go with the one that we have with referrals from the police. Uh, but is there any type of programs like that that you're considering working with in the future? This is Linda. We are, uh, right now, we already uh, have several persons that are part of our association that work with the accountability board for uh, you. And, and also, in addition to that, Miss um, Linda has been in conversation with the uh, one of the representatives from um, Jean Peters' office. Um, and what they're wanting to do is to uh, have a program that uh, diverts youth. So if there is a youth in the neighborhood that may be struggling or on the verge of possibly getting into some trouble or um, that there's a panel or a group of individuals in the neighborhood that can speak to the character of the child uh, and try to get to the bottom of, of the, the underlying reason as to why they may have tried to steal that candy bar or, um, you know, other right. Case mostly when she mentioned Jean Peters, uh, Jean Peter Baker, and she's a former state rep, but she, you wouldn't believe where she was born. Or uh, she lived in Frankenstein, Missouri. <laughs> and she was Jackson <laughs> County, a prosecutor. <laughs> Ms. Brown, can you give us a little bit more information about the accountability board so that people are familiar with it? Okay. Accountability board, okay. Uh, what happens is it's uh, uh, consists of uh, citizens in the community along with uh, some uh, attorneys and also different arguments. What it is, it's uh, like uh, first-time offenders are, uh, that have uh, come, and we usually do it, uh, we have to start back, and I think, Next month, or even this month, they'll start back doing it in person. But then this new strand has came through, so I don't know. But what it is, they uh, come in, and we take uh, a youth and uh, sit down, and and the parent, uh, the family is involved as well, and try to deteriorate uh, what's going on and give them a positive outlook of what, how they can make a change and for the good so that it's like making, it's like it says, making them accountable for what they have done and giving them an opportunity to turn their life around at an early age instead of getting caught up in the system and going higher and higher into the system. You know, in some previous shows, we had uh, the judge had some other people, and they dealt with, oh, we go uh, 64128-64130, and about the rip-off and the housing and what have you, and this is concerned. I spoke to one lady that uh, she worked in, where well, she lived, and a lot of them say the same thing happened, not only in Kansas City, but all throughout the South, Whereas at one time, if you don't get into a cultural thing, that they have homes for sale for 10,000 to nine people of color, and then the people 
currently it was 20,000. And then you got, uh, can everybody explain to our audience about redlining? Uh, well, yes. Red, okay, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead and hit me. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> we, we talk, we talk in Blue Hill. Now, we don't have a problem at all. Go ahead and keep it. So, redlining is a practice uh, that began probably as far back as uh, J.C. Nichols, where um, they would actually document and deter uh, investment within certain areas. Um, uh, so right, right now they have documentation that they back that would tell you um, there are so many African Americans that live in this neighborhood, uh, uh, poverty is high, crime is high, uh, we do not recommend that you invest in this area. That's why there are some fluctuations in insurance rates within uh, the urban core um, because it's, it's, a, it's a higher investment in the urban core due to these redlining practices uh, that it may be outside of, say, like Gregory and, and, and further south or north of the river. Um, but these practices started way back in, in the days of an era of J.C. Nichols. What it falls down, what it falls down to is they have cutoff areas that uh, say that if you live uh, east of this street, your property value is a lot less. If you live west of this street, it's higher and it can be same exact house, same duplicate of that house. But what happens is then when it's time, all of a sudden those areas become more vibrant to them and so they are doing things to, uh, like somebody was saying, you know, 10,000 for this one, but then when you come in, it's 20,000. So it's it's areas that are like that all through the city. I know y'all covered everything. That's why everybody got quiet, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> On the same token, uh, a lot of these things that uh, it's, it's to our advantage and to the city advantage that we work with one another. Like, they got several different neighborhood associations. I know one they used to, uh, was glorified was 4963. Then they had some over throughout the city where, depending on the city, they had different representation. And are most of your people registered in this area? Because the people look at people who are registered who can vote. And then I know just about everybody have been vaccinated, so we don't have that problem. I know that until they have to be older than 12, I understand that. What kind of comments while, you know, we're getting close to that um, ending hour again, so uh, we're going to see how people can reach you, or you will see how people can reach you. So let's get any important question that our people need to know. Answer, rather. Well, I'm going to hit uh, folks from Jim, that you are comrades, and I can reach MC Richardson, to one of our proud members. Well, one of the good things, uh, MC Richard is uh, a Blue Hills resident himself. He's also a member of the Blue Hills Neighborhood Association. And, like we said, we are at 5309 Woodland. And our phone number is 816-333-7232. We're open Monday through Friday from 10 to 2. Yes, my, uh, my name is Cheyenne, and you can reach me at 913-202-8359.
I'm Martina Peterson, um, and you can reach me through MC. Um, probably the quickest way to get a hold of me. Okay. Oh, and we do have uh, uh, web pages info, I N F O, at wearebluehill.org. You know, next week's show on the 14th, after I got the calendar, make sure I was right on target, uh, a former Blue Hills board member, uh, attorney uh, Katina Taylor, as our second show on, what is it, Judge, that we had last week? What is the show going to call? Mental Health, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I was trying to, you know, give you that opportunity. Uh, mental health mom. Right. And also, uh, Simone Byers, the uh, gymnastic expert and world holder of many gold medals, the Olympics is going on as we speak, too. But on the same token, mental health covers everything. And we're going to have part two next Saturday at 5 o'clock from uh, FergusonUSA, HotTalkRadio.com. And you also can retrieve any of our shows that I think Scott Owen told us earlier, I think uh, also are. are you got a few seconds. Tell the people how they can retrieve our shows. Uh, yes, you can go to www.hotalkradio.com, uh, go to our homepage, and just uh, go to our podcast library, and look up at the MC Richardson, or just look up at the Kansas City, and you can get all of these shows for the last year. And all of them are very interesting and very informative. United Minority Media Association, which is a parent organization, will be celebrating our 47th year on August 28, 2021. And you can be, we can be reached. We get our, what we're doing, we're reestablishing our website, which will be yuma.website. And I can be reached at 816-822-8866. The mobile number is 816-694-2273. And please leave a message. Do we have any other closing remarks? What would you guys be doing next week? The same thing? Or are you expanding to other areas? Uh, uh, well, I'll show plus MCA will be... Uh we have a gentleman by the name of Kyle Sullivan, who is a, a, a county uh, a person that watches the news, and he's like, uh, like a uh, whistleblower for all programs that's been wasted in the in this area, uh, and he's going to be my guest, and we can have a very good time. Ms. Brown, uh, Ms. Uh, Judge Peterson, um, I don't know um, exactly who specifically got coming next week. I know that Officer Humphrey, who's the CIT officer that was unable to be on the show on Black um, Mental Health Awareness Month, I was interested in coming back on the show. She had gotten the wrong phone, and she had not just gave me her personal phone. So she may be somebody that would be interested in coming on next week just so that everybody may be aware that they have some information to provide. Well, you just said it, Judge. We'll have her on. <laughs> now, the young lady just so happened. Oh, let me. Oh, let me say this. Another young lady. She corrected me on her age. She's now twenty-one. Uh, that she's a straight A student at UMKC, and that's uh, Cheyenne Hubbard. Yes, I am, and I am about to go back to college in about a couple weeks, and I am excited. And she also has her own business also. What is it, Oh, my business is called Connected Trees, and I help people find their genealogy and their ancestry. Oh. So how can you be rich? My number is 913-202-8350. Kansas City, once, once again, you heard a very good show, no-nonsense show, and 
we want you to encourage all your friends. How can they start getting on the, they can connect to all the shows uh, on Scott? Well, again, they can go to Friggles at USA, hottopradio.com at 5 o'clock. Uh, and that's that time you see Mr. MC's beautiful face and uh, click on that and you'll be able to listen to the entire program with entirety. I don't have a check to put in the mail, sir. No. <laughs> also, what about your show and Cheyenne's show? When do they come on? Oh, uh, Cheyenne being on the third Wednesday uh, every month. And uh, as usual, we have a good time. And she has always, her uh, show is dedicated to, to the youth. We call it the, the talk to the Z generation about what they do and what they don't do and how we can get along better with the age groups. And Judge Peterson, we'd like for you to uh, join uh, Attorney uh, Cortina Peterson because you started the first half. I think we have two shows on mental health. That's next Saturday at this time. So I want to thank everybody for listening. And even though we allowed St. Louis to beat us last night, let's win tonight and go Chiefs when they're in the season. <laughs> thank you, sir. Have a great evening. Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for having me.